You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. So I know we are over here and I we're kind of in the process of ordering Leo a new wheelchair. I know a lot of you can probably relate to my excitement here. <laughs> and maybe not. Maybe you dread this, but I personally love new equipment. I don't know why. I just, it's so exciting to me. And the chair that we have uh, currently, we've had it for a long time. You know, Leo was only five. We got it when he was very young. Um, just really no stroller was great support for him. And, you know, insurance covered one and he needed a little extra support. We also needed the tie downs for like bus situations. So <laughs> we went ahead and got one um, when he was very young. And it has lived a good life. You know, it has gone all over the country with us. And I think the amount of times that we've flown with it is, I mean, several times a year we fly, pre-COVID at least. And I think all of those (laughs) airlines, um, I think they did a number on that wheelchair. You know, it doesn't fold up anymore uh, all the way, which is really hard to get into my car. And it's just, it's seen better days. It's time for a new chair. And I'm so excited to get this new one. Uh, We're getting a, a new bug, I think is what it's called. I don't know. We tested it out and it was very comfy. I'm actually a little bit concerned that Leo is going to fall asleep in it because it is very comfy. (laughs) Uh, He has a problem with falling asleep in school. So yeah, I'm afraid he's going to be just a little too comfy in it, but that's okay. So anyways, yeah, that's that's what's going on around here. So anyways, today I want to talk about something that I think we can all relate to. On this one, um, I want to talk about our inner mean girl that we all seem to have. You know, it's that voice that's your inner critic, your inner Regina George. That's what I call mine. Um, or maybe she sounds more like, you know, Mandy Morris character from Princess Diaries. She was always a really good mean girl. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I don't remember that character's name. But yeah, I always think of her too. Um, I'm obviously a full-blown millennial here by both of those references, but... I would put money on the fact that a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about with both of those movies. (laughs) I think we probably had some similar childhoods. So, but anyways, the truth is, is that sometimes our thoughts are jerks and sometimes our thoughts are bullies. You know, the words of our inner mean girl can make our days and our lives feel pretty crummy sometimes. You know, it's just kind of the truth of it. Think about in all of those teen drama movies that we watched growing up. The main character was always very kind and very sweet, you know, Um, but they always looked up to that mean girl in some way. You know, everyone in the school kind of did. Almost like whatever that mean girl said, everyone believed or listened to, including the sweet angelic main character. You know, in our own lives, uh, we are that sweet angelic main character, um, but we believe this inner critic. You know, we trust her opinion to be the most true. We value her opinion. If she says we suck at being a mom because we don't spend every waking moment with our children, then it must be true. Or if she says we're a failure because we, you know, didn't do the laundry or work on whatever therapy with our child or whatever, then she must be right. We must be failures. Whatever that inner mean girl says, we tend to believe. This can lead to a, you know, continuous cycle of the worry, frustration, comparison, anxiety, 
and ultimately shame. Some moms feel guilty over taking time for themselves or even wishing for the time for themselves. Uh, I hear this in my coaching calls quite a bit. Uh, Mom will let out her dirty little secret desire for wanting to run away or wanting to take a vacation alone. And then, you know, she'll immediately be like, oh, I don't really mean it. That's awful. I would never do that. But really, is it awful? You know, it's not. <laughs> but it's funny how every mom that tells me that is like, it's like something awful. That she just said something horrible, you know. And these moms without intervention here will continue to not take the time for themselves. And this, we all know this can result in burnout. It can end up having us react to something that can be seemingly insignificant with rage or anger. You know, it's when you lash out your husband for not doing the dishes or whatever. Or even checking out on some levels around your family. Are you ready for this? This is the kicker here. These moms then in turn feel guilty for reacting this way. It's kind of a, you know, damn if you do, damned if you don't situation when guilt is involved. Guilt comes from taking time for yourself and guilt comes from not taking time for yourself. You literally can't win in that situation. So how can this be? How can opposite situations give us the exact same end result here? And it's because in both situations, the guilt is driven by a similar thought. So I want to pause here. I want to explain something real quick. So all of our feelings are driven by thoughts in our brains. You'll hear this on most of my episodes. I'll discuss this. Um, But when we think of thought, it releases a cascade of emotion within our bodies. This is why being aware of thought patterns and questioning our beliefs and whether or not they're serving us is so important. You know, in the case of our inner mean girl, Sarah inner Regina Georges, we are thinking thoughts that are causing feelings of guilt within us. Thoughts that cause mom guilt uh, are usually centered around not doing enough for our children. You know, they're centered around not doing it correctly or fear of messing it up and therefore messing up our children. You know, mom guilt can show up in so many different ways, each unique to every mom. Every mom has a unique set of thoughts, but there are, of course, some patterns. <laughs> you know, I think we all can share some of the thoughts still. But, you know, working moms may feel guilty for not spending enough time with their children, while a stay-at-home mom might feel guilty for not contributing financially. You know, the working mom's guilt is stemming from thoughts around not being there for their child or not being present, maybe not doing enough for their child, and what they will ultimately mean, and what that will ultimately mean in the long run. You know, it's the story we tell ourselves about all the bad things that can happen if we aren't there. That's what's causing the guilt there. And for the stay-at-home mom, the narrative might be that because I don't work, I'm, I'm not providing enough financially for my children. You know, um, if I don't provide enough financially for my children, then whatever, we won't have a house to live in. I don't know. You know, or we may be short on our bills, or maybe my children won't get everything they want to have a really good life. You know, it's all those things it boils down to. It's the story you're making that mean about not providing financially for your children. Both cases boil down to one big thing. Both the working mom and the stay-at-home mom. One big common thing here. I'm not doing enough for my children. You know, for special needs moms, a lot of times this fear of not doing enough is even deeper than most. Because it is a fear that if we mess up our children, you know, if we mess up, our children could get severely sick or hurt or held back in life. You know, they could end up in the hospital for an extended amount of time. They could not hit developmental milestones if we don't do enough. 
They can never learn to walk maybe if we don't do enough, you know, put them in enough intensive therapy sessions or, you know, if we don't do the stander as much as we should throughout the day. Um, You know, we directly connect how well we parent to our child's life. We make our guilt a literal life and death situation a lot of times. So talk about stressful way to live. No, I mean, seriously, like no wonder so many of us live with anxiety and struggle with that. So the problem is, as I hear so many moms justify, almost like defend this Regina George inner voice that they have, you know, and they'll claim that, oh, the criticism makes me a better mom or it, it makes me try harder you know, on the next day or whatever, the next time. So they claim it like almost like motivates them. And they believe that on some level that this guilt is serving a positive purpose in their lives. When we believe that guilt is necessary, of course, our brains are like, yeah, that's necessary. I'm going to increase it. Our brains see it as a tool to survive and to keep our children alive and healthy. So yeah, if if guilt keeps my children alive and healthy, this is our brains, I'm going to, I'm going to make more of that. That's awful. (laughs) I think I will say this in every single podcast, but our brain's number one goal is to keep us alive and our offspring alive. So essentially, our brains see guilt as a survival tool. To our brains, the guiltier we feel, the more successful we'll be. Of course, our brains are hardwired to think this way. (laughs) But, you know, it comes from a place of survival from back in the days when we were like cavemen. Um, It's very, very old. I don't know the way to say it, but, you know, we're no longer cavemen. We're no longer fighting to survive. We're no longer having to, you know, go out and hunt for our food or, you know, any of those things. (laughs) So I think it's time to take a look at whether or not this guilt is actually doing a job for us or not. You know, we're not cavemen anymore. Do we really need to feel guilt in order to survive? No. You know, does guilt serve a positive purpose in our lives as moms? And I want you to think about when you have mom guilt and what look what it looks like. You know, what it feels like. Put yourself in a situation that you, you know, felt recently. Now, I want you to think about the actions that you take when you do feel guilty. So if you're feeling uh, guilty about not providing financial support for your family, that might result in actions of not spending any money on yourself, even for basic needs, you know? (laughs) Or maybe uh, that results in constantly stressing about finances and worrying if there will be enough money constantly. Maybe from this guilt, you feel like the money your significant other earns is not your money to access. And the funny thing is, is all this can happen even if there is plenty of money to cover, you know, you, your family financially. So maybe then in turn, you feel guilty about any and all money you spend though, even if there is plenty. So even if, you know, it is on, you feel guilty about spending money, even if it's on like food or necessities for your child. And then on the other side of the coin, if you feel guilty about taking time for yourself, that might result in you not taking any time for yourself, which can lead to burnout yelling at your kids, you know, reacting with rage or aggression over those seemingly insignificant things. Maybe you're spending all your time with your family, but it ends up not being healthy time spent, you know? Maybe all that time, because you're not spending any time alone, spending it all with your family every minute you can, you're focused on your family, 
it ends up with everyone being frustrated and hurt and not healthy relationships, you know. It could have a negative impact long-term on the relationships with your children, the relationship with your spouse. So if you're feeling guilty about spending time alone or away from your family, this results in not truly ever feeling rested. So have you ever spent like a couple of hours of, you know, doing self-care or relaxing and you didn't feel any better afterwards? It's, you know, I hear it all the time. It's probably because your brain never let you truly relax. It's probably because all during that amazing bubble bath that you didn't truly let yourself enjoy because your brain was too busy beating you up and telling you that it's wrong. Your Regina George was going on about how awful of a mom you are for not being, you know, with your family cooking dinner and doing bedtime routine. How awful you are. Oh my gosh, you're just an awful mom. You're such a bad mom. That's Regina George, man. Your brain is over here telling you how horrible of a mom you are for not having 100% of your attention and focus on your children 100% of the time. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Like a person with needs? No. <laughs> That's Regina George does not think you have needs. So if you feel guilty, you know, about not doing therapies with your child, usually this one ends up in resulting a lot of inaction. You know, you're like, oh, gosh, I really should do, I should really do that, you know, whatever, exercise. maybe it's feeding therapy. And maybe it ends up in uh, just putting it off. A lot of procrastination, a lot of laying on the couch, scrolling through social media to avoid that mean girl's criticism. You know, TikTok can drown out Regina George most times. It usually results in a lot of that procrastination. So this one is a funny because it's a cycle. You then feel more guilt about the actions you took to avoid the guilt. So, you know, you feel guilty about wasting an afternoon on the couch or wasting, you know, two hours scrolling on TikTok that you're doing to avoid guilt. So it's just a cycle, guys. Feeling guilty about inaction usually results in more inaction and more avoidance behaviors. So that one's really funny to me. So all of this is to say, guilt doesn't seem to be doing us any good, you know, um, but our brains are so convinced that if we let ourselves think we are good moms who are killing, just killing this whole motherhood gig, we're just so good at it, that for some reason, that would mean we would just stop trying and be complacent. We think that way, you know, think about it. What would happen if you thought you were just like a really good mom? You didn't change anything. And you're like, I just exactly like I'm doing right now. It's good enough. You know, but let's take a look at that idea. If you were to truly get rid of guilt, would it make you just stop trying to be complacent? You know, if you were truly to get rid of guilt and truly believe you were a good mom and you were doing more than enough for your child, just as you are right now, how would that change how you show up as a mother? How do you think your actions would differ? How would your attitude towards your family differ? And let's look at the feelings of guilt, you know, at the feeling guilty for resting example we discussed earlier. If you're needing time alone to decompress and de-stress and your thoughts did not lead to feelings of guilt, you would end up taking the time you needed. You would get the most out of that time you took as it is spent, you know, it is not spent feeling anxious and it's not spent you know, worrying about the time you're not spending with your family. 
it's not spent with your inner Regina George making snide remarks to yourself about how bad of a mom you are. That rest you take is going to be a productive rest. It's going to truly benefit your mental and physical health. After you get the rest your body and mind need, guilt-free, you can go back to your family, showing up in a completely different way. Your threshold for the stress is higher. So, you know, because you're coming back from that break at a two or a three versus a seven or eight on that stress, uh, stress scale of 10. Starting at a seven or eight, it doesn't take much to get to that 10, right? But coming back with a lower stress level gives you a lot more tolerance to the stress before you hit your 10, before you're just done. <laughs> on just an outside level, you probably speak kinder tones and words to your children and spouse. You probably get more done, feel more productive when you're rested. The positive results from not feeling guilty are literally endless. Now, the big question is, how do we stop the mom guilt? You know, how do we stop hearing this inner Regina George all the time and believing her? Anytime we want to change how we feel, the first thing we do is recognize when these thoughts creep in that create those feelings. Start recognizing the thoughts behind the guilt. So what thoughts are leading to this? Something you can ask yourself, you know, start to notice what your inner mean girl is saying and recognize that these are simply thought errors. Not fact, not true. We get to decide if we believe them or not. So, you know, start recognizing Regina George's voice. Put a name to her and start deciding if you're going to believe it or not. You know, are you going to let that bully keep on bullying you? When we get more in tune with our thoughts and what's going on in our brains, we start to gain control over not just our thoughts and feelings, but our actions and our whole lives as a whole. You know, our whole end results of everything. We can't control the outside world and we can't control our circumstances. We can't control society. We can't control our children or our spouses. But we can control our thinking. So start to get curious about your thoughts. Just start putting a name to the emotions. Almost from like an observer curious role. You know, if you feel some of that good old-fashioned mom guilt, ask yourself, hmm, what could be going on here? What am I thinking to make myself feel this way? And question it. Take the observer role towards your thinking. Um, it, this puts the power on your logical brain. The one that has the power of decision making. It takes the power away from that survival downstairs, you know, caveman brain. The Regina George voice. It takes the power away from Regina. <laughs> we aren't 16 anymore. We don't let mean girls dictate our actions. We stand up to bullies. But... We stand up to them in a kind way towards ourselves, of course, because obviously Regina George had some traumatic past to make her act that way, of course. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> but I hope this helps you guys, and I hope that this helps you stop feeling and living in that place of guilt all the time and start being able to actually get the most out of your rest and taking time for yourselves or whatever it is that you're struggling with you know, and um, that's just a really common example that I see quite a bit. So, all right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Goodbye. Thank 
Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.